Good morning, everyone. Today's topics and themes that I want to go over are transactional relationships and denial constructs. So, first of all, when we talk about transactional relationships, what I want to make very clear is that the majority of transactional relationships are unconscious. Now, I think that there are some transactional relationships that are conscious because that's sort of the next level that happens after unconscious transactional relationships. And then eventually we evolve and we move into authentic and conscious relationships. Authentic being the really important key word here because there is something about transactional relationships that is actually inauthentic. I want to give the example of sex for pay. Now, this might trigger some people because there's a lot of, there's a huge movement that's taking place um, about supporting sex work. So when I say this about transactional relationships, I'm not saying this to shame anybody who engages in those kinds of relationships, but I want to kind of expose what some of the mechanics that might be happening behind this are. So let's say we take, for example, sex for pay as a transaction. Now, on both ends of of that transaction... The person who is having sex for the money, that person, like, it could be a conscious transaction if that person was willing to do that without the pay. But there's a reason why there's a transaction. So some aspect of that person wouldn't be doing that if they weren't getting something for it. There's nothing wrong with that, right? But you just follow me here for a second. It's inauthentic. Now the person who is paying for the sex, this person also wouldn't receive this sex or this service from this person if they weren't giving the monetary, the money. So where's the problem in this? The problem is that on both ends of the spectrum, what does it communicate to the subconscious? It communicates actually a lack mentality because the idea here is that I would be unable to get this thing if I didn't do this. I would be unable to get this money, for example, if I wasn't willing to give up some part of myself. Now, I do, I'm on the fence about this um, because I'm not out here to make generalizations, okay? Is it possible that a person has a transaction like, for example, money for sex and they're not compromising some part of themselves? It's possible. There's lots of things happening in the world out there. But do I think that the majority of of transactions are actually coming from a conscious place? Absolutely not. 
No, it's actually coming from a lack mentality. So there's a there's a a thread of disempowerment inherent in feeling like we have to engage in a transactional relationship. Now, transactional relationships tend to be safer for people. Why? Because you agree on the expectations, you both go into a contract together, but what we know about transactional relationships is that they're extremely fragile. So as soon as one person stops holding up their end of the deal, the relationship completely dissolves. So it's not a relationship of really taking the other person as a part of yourself, which you can see would be the evolved form of a conscious relationship. It's it's almost like kind of a narcissistic approach, which if you look at the world around us would make a lot of sense why people are in transactional relationships because everything is kind of built on narcissism around us. And so people feel like they have to go into every man for themselves. Um, where they can 100% guarantee that this person's going to do this and I'm going to do this, right? You can see how that might feel safe to somebody because ordinary conscious relationships, they're not, I mean, a conscious relationship should be safe in the fact that you're, you know, hoping that that person is going to take you as part of, of themselves. But there's risk, a lot of risk involved in conscious relationships, right? Because you're both stepping into the pool and unlike in the transaction, where you're guaranteed to get what you want, we don't really get to have those same expectations. We get to have our needs, we get to have our preferences in conscious relationships and step in that way, but we also can't fully expect the other person to like fit some exact role for us. Do you know what I mean? Like, we can't expect the other person to, like they're their own person. And that's how we grow and exchange in a conscious relationship. So what I thought was really interesting is that if you look up just the term transactional relationships on like Google or DuckDuckGo, um, one of the first articles that came up that I read was was talking about how um, transactional relationships were about expectation and reciprocation, but that what they were saying, relational relationships, which would be what I'm calling conscious relationships, are about sacrificing for the other person. And I was like, nope, you guys, no, <laughs> absolutely not. A conscious relationship is not about sacrificing yourself. That is so inverted and so distorted, it's not even funny. Um, and it's really sad because that word gets used so often and that becomes a program and people don't even realize that they're like living off that program. So no. Conscious relationships are not about sacrificing yourself. They're about authenticity and about compatibility, genuine compatibility, and about third options. So what people are calling sacrifices are actually the exalted version of a sacrifice is a third option, something that causes relief in both people involved. So when we talk about transactional relationships, right, like I use this extreme example of sex for pay, but we engage in all kinds of transactional relationships all day long. So my first question, I wrote down some notes here, um, which I don't always do, but for today I did. So my first question would be like, what am I getting from this person that I wish I was getting somewhere else? 
So if you're in a relationship with somebody, whether that be a friendship, uh, a fuck buddy, a partnership, whatever it is, it could be the relationship with your government, for God's sake. It could be a relationship with anything. What am I getting from this person or entity that I actually wish I was getting somewhere else? So you can see inherent in that, sort of look through the coding, and you can see that there is there is a lack mentality encoded in that, and there's also a lack of self-esteem and a lack of belief in the self to actually authentically create what they want. So we're just sort of settling for this other thing, which is an overlay in a way, because it's not really fitting what we want, but we're fitting it into our lives, or trying to at least. Um... There was something else I wanted to say about that. So, let's see. Right. So, some aspect of you wouldn't have done that transaction. Um, some aspect of you didn't want to be in the transaction. That's how we know the difference between, right, when we're moving into a conscious transaction at least we're aware of the fact that there's some part of us that doesn't want to be doing this thing. And again, this is not to shame anybody for doing something that they don't want to do because we're all collectively moving out of that. But we have to look at things like the jobs that we're in. What, what, it, what do we spend our time doing where we're literally compromising a part of ourselves to get some, some ends to a mean or some means to an end? so annoying that my screen keeps going black here um because that continuing to engage your energy in that kind of relationship is again it's communicating something to your subconscious it's communicating that i don't have self-esteem i don't believe that i'm a creator i believe that i have to settle for less than i believe that this is my only way of getting this need met which is understandable because we've all been programmed, but we have to really look at this stuff. So let's see here. Oh yeah, I was gonna talk about how this feeds into denial. So denial constructs. Um, one of the things that I've been hearing quite a few people talking about, at least just in my field within the last day or two, is denial. And you know, when we're talking about tra unconscious transactional relationships, Denial really fits into this because, first of all, we're in denial about so much of ourselves, so much of the truth of who we are, because we believe that it's what we have to do. Just let that sit with you for a second. You know, what in our lives are we denying the reality of simply because of what accepting that reality would mean for us or what we believe it would mean for us because ultimately it would mean our liberation and freedom getting in reality reality is the only place and i don't mean reality as in there's some objective reality i mean the truth of who you are if there's some little voice in the back of your head that's saying i don't like this i don't want to do this but you're plowing over it instead what, what is that communicating to you? That you don't matter. That that part of you doesn't matter. So it's very easy to put ourselves into a state of denial about something 
when we're so wanting whatever is on the other side of that and we'll and we're and we're just like burying our head in the sand and we're not actually looking at the reality right because what i was saying is that you can't the only action the only conscious action that's going to breed anything worth holding on to in your life and i'm sorry to say this but everything else is going to crumble has to come from a space of all of yourselves, all of your authentic selves being on board because anything else is not sustainable. It's just going to crumble. There's no foundation there to hold that up. And it's not only that, but as I was talking about in the last live yesterday, it's going to bring back to you more disconnection. So at the end of that transaction, there's going to be some part of you that feels disconnected or feels a negative emotion or something because it's pointing to the fact that you just abandoned yourself in that moment or some part of yourself. Um, but it's very, very easy to be in denial about anything. We can be in denial about what's happening in the world. We can be in denial about how we feel about something. We can be in denial about what the truth of our relationships are. And who does that serve? It doesn't serve us, you guys. Damn this fucking screen. Damn this screen's gonna get me mad right now. I really have to like, I don't know why it's doing that. Like I have to, if I literally don't click on the screen every like one minute, it'll just shut the live off. Um, okay, so let me see if there was anything else that I wanted to talk about. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I kind of already touched on this, but when we talk about transactional relationships, we're talking about emotional dissociation. Because we have to dissociate from a part of ourselves in a transaction, in an unconscious transaction. And when we emotionally dissociate from ourselves, just like I was talking about before, what is that going to create? It's going to create more problems for us. So we might think that we're getting, oh, it's okay because I got this little treat. I got this little crumb. But the universe is literally laughing, you guys. It's laughing. And I don't mean that it's laughing at you because it thinks that you're stupid, but it's laughing because it's like, oh my God, my children think that they are so power, that they're so powerless, that they're so unworthy that they have to take this little crumb of nothingness. Like, it's like, do you get that you just left yourself for this tiny little, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. The, the universe is like, wait, you just left yourself for this little crumb, but you realize that I have kingdoms waiting for you. Like tenfold what that little crumb was. But you have to follow your authenticity. Like you actually have to be in alignment with your authenticity. And that means cutting all of those cords to get all of you on board with every single thing you're doing in any moment. Because your whole body, like if we just talk about if we're just going to talk about, let's say, for example, money for sex, okay? And let's say that this is the kind of person where this, there's some part of them that's not in alignment with this. Just from a physical perspective, you guys, and this was a download that came in last night. I was like freaking blown away because I never really thought about it at this level. Your body is a portal. Like your whole body is a, is a walking portal. To like to a to a scary degree, you guys. So the timelines, when I'm talking about organic timelines and shit like that, those timelines they live in your body. So what we're putting in our body 
fucking matters because you're feeding a portal, a walking portal. So let's say we're having sex for money and it's out of alignment with us and there's some part of us that doesn't, some maybe some child part of us that, that doesn't want to be doing that. We're feeding some lack mentality and we put, let's say you're a female and you put someone's penis in your mouth you just put some sort of what some part of you perceives to be what it doesn't want which you could consider a toxin into a portal this is a portal your hand is a portal your mouth is a portal your genitals are a portal a very very sacred portal So when we take our sacred portals and we allow toxins that could be food, that could be information, that could be somebody else's genitals, their bodily fluids, saliva, we're literally taking in that information. And if you've done a lot of work to clear yourself of distortions, to clear yourself of transactional relationships, which feed a lower dimensional timeline, because it's coming from lack, it's coming from low self-esteem and distorted thinking, then what have we just done? We've just, like, we need you. We need your portal active. We need you sovereign, walking on this earth. So, you know, I would really encourage, um, and I'm, I hope you guys know that when I talk about this stuff and I teach this, it's not coming from a place of like, I've got it all figured out. It's coming from a place because I'm literally right now in my life purging transactional relationships. It's been hard. It's not easy. Stepping into your authenticity in every single, like, I mean, I mean in every area of your life, not just in your work, not just in your home relationship, in every single area of your life, in every single thing that you do all day long. If some part of you does not want to be doing that thing, eventually that's going to have to go. It's just going to have to go. So I have three questions here. What am I in denial about in regards to my own life, the world at large, and my relationships? What do I believe would happen if I listened to that little voice inside of my head telling me that I was lying to myself? And what transactional relationships do I still have in my life? What do I believe I would lose or not be able to have if I ended those transactional relationships? So that last one's really important because as I was saying, transactional relationships, come, transactional relationships come from a space of lack at some level. So when we go to end those things, there's going to be a fear that comes up that says, oh no, but I'm not going to have this. I'm not going to have the thing that I engaged in the transactional relationship for. That could be money. That could be power. That could be status. That could be security. Um, comfort, any of those things. What do I believe I would lose? And then really very closely examine that belief. Sit with yourself. Examine it. Is that really true? 
Or has the universe actually shown me that it might have a different route for me? That there might actually be tenfold waiting on the other side of me stepping into alignment with myself. So I'm just going to leave you guys. I'm going to leave you guys here with this. Okay. We can continue to live our lives from a space of inauthenticity. But that mentality will break down your body very quickly. You will be tired a lot of the times. You won't have energy to do things. Because anything that's out of alignment with you is actually siphoning and draining your energy from you. So if you're chronically tired all the time, there might be medical things going on. There might be nutritional deficiencies. There might be, right? But we have to look at, well, why do I have a nutritional deficiency? Why do I have this thing physically going on in my body, if that's the case as well? well what's going on emotionally? How am I letting my emotional energy, my spiritual energy be siphoned from me because stepping into your authentic self in every single way imaginable this is why I say the universe is laughing because even though it's hard even though it's radical even though it's like literally radical right now because everything around us the all the programming right now is telling you to abandon yourself doesn't matter what you think you need to listen to what we're telling you to think. All of that. How do I, I want I just want I want to say this in the most like succinct way possible here at the end. It's that we have this idea that it's going to be, that we're going to lose everything, but we gain everything by being in alignment with ourselves. Like I have, I have seen it. I have physically seen the proof that when I choose myself, every single part of me, I'm provided for. And when I don't choose myself, that crumbles. And it might be that I start to crumble because some part of me feels infected and sickened by having taken in some energy that wasn't in alignment with me. Now, when I teach this, some of you guys might be thinking, well, we have to be in reality, right? About, about the reality of where people are at. Because a lot of people are, are in poverty consciousness. A lot of people are in very, very, very limited programmed belief structures about what's possible in this reality and about themselves. And so we kind of have to meet people where they are. And, it, and it's for some of those people, right? It's going to be one step at a time. But if you have really been doing the work to purge inauthenticity from your life, there might just be some of those for anyone watching, just there's one or two things in your life right now that you are still holding on to from a space of lack that is an unconscious transaction that needs to, that you need to say goodbye to. And I can promise you, and you don't have to believe me, right? You have to choose to do this for yourself. You have to really believe in your core that doing this is going to breed the, the results that you want. But we don't do it so that we can have the kingdoms, so that we can have the life that we want. 
even though kind of right. But if we have that motivation, you can also see how that's kind of distorted. We have to do it because choosing ourselves is the most important thing above anything else. And, and that no matter what the richest that we can ever be is to be in touch with the truth of ourselves and following that truth, like our North star. Do you feel the energy of how inherently rich that is? How can that not breed richness externally? How can that not breed conscious closeness and connection? It's impossible. But it starts with the feeling that I am rich because I am connected to the truth of who I am. And when I step outside of that, I get siphoned and sucked into a lower timeline. Into inverted truth. Because remember, you guys, inverted truth is anything that distorts the truth of who you are. Which is that I am powerful. I am capable. I do have free will. I do have choice. Yes, we're in a co-creation. But I am just as much of a co-creator as anyone else. So maybe take today, if this resonates with you, and really examine what transaction you would like to let go of. Look at the fear that comes up, what you fear you will lose, and challenge that. Challenge that against everything else in your life. And if you do challenge that against everything else in your life and you come up with the answer of, yeah, all that evidence proves that this, that I'm going to have what I'm going to lose what I say I'm going to lose, then see if you can take that evidence and change the meaning of that evidence. What are you making that evidence actually mean? Um, I heard Phil Good say yesterday, right, because we talk a lot about how thoughts create reality, but what he was saying, and this is true it's, it's really what you believe about the thoughts that are creating your reality. So I might think this is going to cause me to lose X, Y, and Z. I'm not going to have this stability or this security or this connection. Okay. Well, what do I, do I believe those thoughts? And then people will take that and they'll look back at their lives and they'll go through the whole timeline and they'll be like, well, it's all I've ever known. So it must be true. But what if that belief started when you were two or one and then you just continued to manifest all the evidence and then you just made all that evidence mean what you needed it to mean so that it lined up with the belief that you already had. So we have to start changing what we're, what we're ta- you know, take that evidence and alchemize it and transmute it to mean something that actually benefits you and serves you so that you can come back into a space of alignment and sit in the zero. I'm going to talk more about that in a, in a different live um, or in a different video. But the zero here is the aware ego. It's the space of presence and awareness. And it's from that space that we really, really know ourselves. Because you can hear any oppositional resisting voices that tell you this is not what I want. Okay. Remember, any action taken from a space of internal disconnection only breeds more external disconnection. So if I'm engaging in a relationship with anything, the government, this person, my job, and it's coming from a space of internal disconnection, you can guarantee that that structure will collapse. 
at some point in time. So we have to start consciously building our lives. And I'm right here with you guys. I'm right here with you. And I'm doing the same thing. And it feels really, really good. So I love you guys so much. Um, Garrick says, did you have this monologue before you came on here? Um, I, I didn't, I didn't, no. I did a little writing with some notes, but it's not like I stood in front of a mirror and did this. <laughs> um, all right. I love you guys. I'll talk to you later. See you soon.